Can I tell you something? Absolutely. I love that song. You do? That's the what's called Taylor's version of Message in a Bottle. It's Taylor's version. If you know the whole crazy, weird story, she lost, or she didn't lose, uh, her arch enemy in life. The guy's name is Scooter, Scooter, what's his name? Scooter Libby. Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun. Yeah, Scooter Braun. Thank you so much. Scooter Libby was a guy who was a politician. He got arrested. Anyway, Scooter Braun, who is her arch enemy, bought her whole uh, master tapes of like her first several Which albums. is bad form. Well, not, I just. So, so what happened was she still owns the copyrights to the music. So, because she wrote the, the music, but she didn't, but she performed, it's complicated in, in, in recording industry. Someone can own the song, but someone else can own the actual production of it. They own the master tape. So he bought all the master tapes, her entire library up until so many albums. And so she decided when there was a time period that she, there was like a non-compete or something like that. So when the non-compete ended, she went back into the studio and re-recorded a bunch of her songs. And that's one of them. And I will tell you this, that's one of those songs, if you listen to with a good set of headphones, or if you got a good pair of studio monitors, like a really good speakers, put your head, as Shelly had found out, in what's called the sweet spot, and listen very carefully to that song. It is so nuanced. There's so many interesting things she does in that song where she's sometimes overdubbing herself three, four, five, six times. And I just, that's why I like pop music. To me, give me a song like that, and it's not like I'm anti-rap, but you know what? If I can go into a studio and lay down a couple tracks and rap, it doesn't take much talent because I don't have much talent. You know what I'm saying? And I can do that. I can lay down a rhythm track. I was heading rest on 44 with some dumb sucker that hit me right here the door. I said, what's your problem? You're a real jerk. He said, listen to Miller on the way to work. Okay? I can rap. Okay? And I suck at it, right? But yet I can Be rap. Be rad. I can rap, but I'm DJ Radiation. You are DJ Radiation. She is such an incredibly talented person. She really is. I mean, and, and you know, once again. What? A guy could not be as talented as her. Okay. There's not a guy on the planet Earth who's as talented as Taylor Swift. All the men are inferior to her. She is the ultimate pop artist. I heard something over the weekend, I'm still scratching my head on, that supposedly her album's been on the country chart for like 99 weeks or something like that, which beat Shania Twain, who was on like for 96 weeks or something like that. I have to research that and see what that was about. Because it was, I heard it like with, I was driving down a highway and wasn't listening carefully, and I think Taylor Swift, I was listening to one of the country stations, and Taylor Swift's album, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking to myself, well, Taylor Swift hasn't really done country in a while. Most of her, you know, of course, one of my all-time favorite Taylor Swift songs, her very first big song. You know, What's what, you know what that one is? You don't refresh know, me. You don't know her very her very first big big country song? I evidently I don't. I've forgotten. Tim McGraw. That's the name of the song. Okay. Anyway, we'll move on from there. Okay. Did I miss it? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, you you and I what do we do when we deal with clients? We try to help them grow their business, right? Yes, we do. Our business growing their biz, yes. And you and I are taking a little bit different 
path, matter of fact, a drastically different path as of the first of the year because of the fact that if we go in and we say, hey, we're a radio station, we can advertise, people go, oh, try radio once, it doesn't work. Nobody listens to radio anymore. Even though Nielsen still says 92% of the adult population listens to radio at least once a week, everybody goes, oh, nobody listens to radio anymore, which is so far from the truth, okay? So I listen to lots of other radio stations because I'm like the guy who is a restaurateur. If I want to make my restaurant better, I go check out the competition. I eat down the street. I eat across town. I find out what other guys are doing. I sit there and I watch what other people are ordering. And wow, we should have that at our restaurant. Got it? You know what I'm saying? I, and, and once again, it's called benchmarking. It's how the Japanese ended up kicking our butts back in the 70s because what they did was they bought our cars, they tore them apart, they looked at them, and they figured out what made them good, what made them bad, and they made it better and cheaper. And they did the same thing with copiers. Matter of fact, the, the classic story is they bought a Xerox copier years ago. The Japanese did. They tore it apart because at the time Xerox ruled the copier world. You know, they every copier went any business and had a, a you know Xerox machine. As a matter of fact, it got to the point where they had a a, a trademark problem. That's a whole other story. Anyway, uh, so the Japanese bought a Xerox machine. They tore it apart. They figured out what made it good, what, how they can make it better, how can they make it cheaper and last longer, all that kind of stuff. And that's why just last week was announced that for the first time ever. You ready for this? For the first time ever, Toyota sold more, more cars in the United States than General Motors. The really? The number one selling brand in the United States is Toyota. For years and years and years, it was General Motors. It was used to be General Motors, Ford, Chrysler, and Toyota, and then to Toyota so slowly moved their way up through, through the ranks. Now, Toyota, in 2021 sales, they sold more cars than General Motors did, and I think Ford was third, Chrysler was fourth, something like that. Okay. Which leads me to the fact that when we have clients, we give them ideas that aren't necessarily radio ideas to help their business, correct? Yes. So last week, I'm driving along, I'm listening to another radio station, and I hear this guy come on, and he's got a good voice, and he, he comes on, he says, hi, my name's Mike, can't remember his name, I'm my, my name's Mike, blah, 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 and what do I do if you got a house you want to sell? I buy your house. He's one of the ugly house guys. You know, there's a bunch of them advertising right now. None of our yes, station. Sure because once again, nobody would, nobody but single women between the ages of 18 and 30 years old listen to our station. They don't need HVAC. They don't need a house. They, they live in, they live in, in, in a mailbox or something like that. Because, you know, no women buy cars between the age of 18 and 30. No women buy cars. No women buy houses. No women buy anything. They're, you know, they're just, I don't know what women do between 18 and 30. Just sit at home all the time? In a, in a dark room, what not doing anything? Between 18 and 30? <laughs> right, they're, they're single. Well, they don't need AC. They don't need AC. We talked about that. <laughs> That's one of, our, <laughs> one of our clients told us that. Well, your, your listeners to KSOQ are only 18 to 30 years old, and they don't, and they're all single women, and they don't buy HVAC systems. Okay, whatever. Okay, so I call this guy up because, and I'll say it, his web address is robangproperties.com. Okay, what did I just say? His web address is robankproperties.com. Okay, you you screwed it up too. You said Robank Properties. Okay, how... That's because I'm not looking at it. I, I was just going by what you said. I get it. And once again, this is a radio ad. He says it twice, robankproperties.com. And once again, I'm not making fun of the guy. Well, maybe I am to a certain extent because he was sort of rude to me on the phone. And so I call him up. I'm going for a couple of days. I'm going to call this guy. So I call him up and I say, I told him who I am. Hey, my name's Brad Hildebrand. I own some radio stations. Look, I'm not trying to get you advertised in my stations. I'm just trying to give you a little bit of help. And I said, he says, well, how are you going to do that? I go, I heard your ad on the air and I didn't understand what your web address was. Well, I said it twice. 
I go, I know, but I, I, I thought at first he said Robane, so I'm typing in R-O-W-B-A-N-E, properties.com, and I'm not hitting anything. You know, normally on Google, if yeah, you, you yeah. get close to it. It'll even take like little... Right. Yeah. So finally, I did a reverse search on the phone number, because I heard the ad again. I wrote the phone number down. Reverse search. Oh, it's Robang, R-O-B-A-N-G, RobangProperties.com. How many times have you and I told clients, if their name is not like jimsboatshop.com to spell the domain name you know that's r-o-b-a-n-g robangproperties.com right and I, yes. t- I told him that i go look i'm just getting a little bit of advice i you know we we deal with our clients and we always spell a domain name that is not necessarily common language and he goes yeah and <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he was totally unappreciative. And I said to him, I could tell that he was, I was like, he had the frosty voice on, you know what I mean? Like He had the frosty voice. I know that voice. <laughs> he'd like, uh, who is this jerk calling me? And I know he's really trying to get me on his radio station. You know, and my intent was not because quite honestly, we don't have those kind of people on our station because typically women who are between the 18, <laughs> between the ages of 18 and 30, they don't have houses because they're single and they, they, you know, they live with their mom or something like that. Right. In the basement. <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying? How many times have we done that and we've had clients come back and say, hey, thanks for that advice because I hear it all the time. Now, what's interesting is the smart advertisers, if they give a domain name, like, for example, there's one, there's one, um, there's one called, there's one, this, this company that does HR, they like, it's like HR in a box kind of thing. If you have a company, they'll do your your payroll and your HR and your you know all sorts of your employee manuals. It's called Bambi.com. Now, normally you think of Bambi like the little thing, you know, the the, the movie B A M B I, but it's called but it's spelled B A M B E E, and they say that's Bam to the B double E. So in other words, they say you know. Okay, I got it. It's B-A-M-B-E-E because normally people would type it in Bambi.com. They'd probably end up on the, on the Disney site, right? But they say sure. at the end of the spot, you know, hey, that's Bambi. Bam to the B-double-E or something like that. Some Bam to the they, – they do it's sort of interesting the way they do it. You know, that's Bambi, B-A-M-B to the double E. Okay, I got it, Bambi.com. So this guy was like – I'm going like, okay, Mr. Robang. And, and not only that, I'm thinking to myself – is what is Robang? Is that his name? But that wasn't his name. His name was something else. So if you got a house to sell and you don't want to fix it up, call RobangProperties.com. That's R-O-B-A-N-G, RobangProperties.com. Now, is that, is that you know, I did, a, I mean, you know me, I was trying to help the guy out, right? Yes. I agree that you were. Well, apparently he didn't take it that way. How dare I tell him how to run his radio ad, you know? I've only done this for 49 years. Since you came out of the womb. It's not like I've never done it before. It's not like I haven't produced tens of thousands of radio commercials in my life. You know, they say what they say is an expert is someone who's done something for 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours? I was just getting started. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's like Alan Barklage when, when... when he died, unfortunately, he had like 25,000 hours in aircraft, mainly in helicopters. Now, think about that for a minute. Let's do the math on that for a minute. If you take, if you take there's 24 hours a day times 365, that's 8,760 hours. So, in other words, he's at 25,000 hours. He spent three years of his life, 
24 hours a day, seven days a week, in a helicopter. Think about that for a minute. How many people have done something for 25,000 hours? Once again, an, a year is 8,760 hours, and that's 24-7 type hours. So in other words, three years of his life, morning, noon, and night, 24 hours a day, he flew a helicopter. I mean, you think about that. It's like amazing. Don't you think? Amazing. Oh, you're making fun of me. Okay. Now. I do think that's amazing, actually. Someone is, who's, hold on. Somebody's texting me. Um, oh. <laughs> okay. You ready for this? What? <laughs> I'm getting texts from USPS. On December 29th, I go to one of my local post offices, which I love going to. Um, <laughs> the one post office, it's funny, the one post office, if you walk in the door, the lady's working the couch. You can't come in here without a mask on. I mean, <laughs> you can't even take a step inside the door without a mask on. They throw you out. Okay. I go to my local post office on December 29th. I have a payment that made, and I sent it first class. Actually, I sent it higher than that. I sent it priority mail with tracking. So in other words, there's a barcode on it, and they, they track it, right? That yes. was That was December 29th, okay? <laughs> Today, I just got this. Today, 718, USPS expected delivery between 1015 and 2 p.m. for the item. This thing has been bouncing around the country since the 29th of December. Remember last week I was telling you one day it's in I'm telling you, man, UPS? Or is it UPS or USPS? United States Postal Service. Mm-hmm. It's been bouncing here. Here, if I want to track it, I'll track it. Hold on, a track shipment. Okay, honest to God, this is true. Uh, tracking history, okay? Uh, <laughs> it's got a gazillion entries. December 30th, USPS in possession. December 31st, USPS Regional St. Louis, Missouri Package Sorting Center. January 1st, still at the, the St. Louis Distribution Center. January 2nd, still at the St. Louis Distribution Center. January 3rd, Springfield, Massachusetts. January 3rd, it's, th- it's in Springfield, Massachusetts. January 4th, it's still in Springfield, Man- Massachusetts. January 5th, it's in Springfield, Massachusetts. January 5th, uh, excuse me, January 4th. January 5th, it's in Connecticut. It's in, <laughs> it's in the Connecticut, Southern Connecticut Distribution Center. January 6th, St. Louis, M- Missouri Distribution Center. January 7th. In transit to next facility, January 8th, St. Louis, Missouri Network Distribution Center. January 9th, St. Charles, Missouri, 63303. January 9th, then, then get this, it goes back to the St. Louis, Missouri Network Distribution Center. Then in one day, it goes from St. Charles back to the St. Louis Distribution Center, back to St. Charles. It arrived at the hub January 9th, and then today it's supposed to be delivered. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> It's been all over the country, or at least I can't believe that <laughs> because it's the USPS. Oh God! Uh, you should, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not. I shouldn't do this story because <laughs> you're going to get mad at me because you say I'm, you're going to say I'm anti-teacher when I read this story. Okay? So whenever you preface something like that, <laughs> you might want to think. Is this a good idea? Okay. There's a teacher in Texas. She's a teacher in the Houston School District. Her name is Sarah Hadasha Beam. She's 41 years old. She's been arrested. You know why she's been arrested? Why? Well, actually, she's arrested on a felony charge of endangering a child. Once again, she's a school teacher. School teacher. She's been arrested on felony charge of endangering a child. Now, in New York City... 
They wouldn't even give you a ticket for that. In New York City, they'd say, hey, that's the way to treat those kids. You know, way to go, Sarah. Good teacher. Okay, but in Houston, they don't like that. Why did she get arrested? This is so, this is to the point where it's like it's like almost you can't almost believe it. She got arrested because um, here I read the story. According to an arrest warrant affidavit, Beam was at the Bridgeton Stadium drive-through COVID nineteen testing site on Monday when she informed the school district's director of health services, Bevan Gordon, that her son was in the trunk of her car. <laughs> Beam told Gordon her son had tested positive for the virus and she wanted to avoid getting exposed while driving into the site for additional testing. (laughs) Wow. When Gordon asked to see the boy, Beam unlatched the trunk and he was found lying down inside, the affidavit said. Gordon told Beam she would not test the boy until Beam removed him from the trunk and then called police. Surveillance footage from a nearby middle school showed the boy get out of the trunk and into the backseat of the car, according to the affidavit. Cypress Fairbanks ISD police said in a written statement at KPRC-TV that their investigation incident led them to obtain an arrest warrant for a beam. Quote, unquote, thankfully the child was not harmed. Officials with the school district say Beam is on administrative leave from her job as an English teacher at Cypress Fall High School where she has worked since 2011. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But the kid has COVID. So what do you do? You don't want to get COVID. You put him in the trunk and you drive him to the testing station to see if he still has COVID. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Who would do that? Only Evidently a, her. Only a school teacher. right? Aren't only a school teacher? <laughs> role models. Well, the one uh, thing about cars, uh, the trunks nowadays, is they actually have that little lever you can pull to pop the trunk. Yeah, but that's even worse because she's driving on a highway and the kid goes, I'm tired of being in a trunk. And he plops the lever and falls out of the back of the car going on a highway. That's true. <laughs> I mean, Unless, of course, all it does is like pop the, pop the uh, rear uh, light. No. And so he could stick his little hand out there and... <laughs> You then know, like, she would have me, like, the, tr- the, the dissension of every <laughs> law enforcement agency upon her. Can you imagine driving on a highway? Let's say the kid, she's driving on a highway going to the testing center. And, and the kid pops the trunk and he's got a little sign, held up, help me, help me. <laughs> so you're behind him. Why is that kid in a trunk? <laughs> I mean, think about that for a minute. She locks him in the trunk because she doesn't want to get COVID. People do not <laughs> I mean, surprise me anymore. Oh my God. And once again, throughout this COVID pandemic, we have seen the best of humanity and we've also seen the worst of humanity. I couldn't agree with you more. And, and people that normally had sane brains now have gone insane. You know what I'm saying? They have. Yes. <laughs> it's just, I agree. It's just like here we have who, Lori Lightfoot, who one hand was closing down churches. Now she's saying, those teachers got to go back to school. We can't have them, you know, because now she's saying, what's interesting, when, when they first did the COVID-19 thing and everybody learned from home, they say, learning from home is just as good as the classroom. Now they've done a 180. No, there's nothing. That's as because bad. they were stuck in the house with their kids. <laughs> yes. <they're> stuck, <laughs> and they're like, right. oh, my God. <laughs> I got to go back to school. I can't stand being You open. need to go back to school. Right. So now they've done a 180, essentially. Now Lori Lightfoot is essentially saying, if you don't go back to school, we're not going to pay you anymore. I'm going like, okay, that's fine. You know, now I got an interesting question on that, and I at, I need to talk to one of my school teacher friends. You know how they get paid? Are e- they still talking to you? No, they all hate me. 
<laughs> my my niece is still talking to me. Christy, I do love I do love you, Christy. <laughs> he does, Christy. <laughs> she's she's the nicest woman in the world. Anyway, so <laughs> anyway, um, that's the, because what okay. grade does she teach? Um, I think she's in a I think she's in middle school. I can't remember. She can so relate no, no, to no, you. No, no, she's she's a grade school. She's a grade school teacher. She's so, yeah. Again, she can relate to you because you've got. The eating habits of a four-year-old. Well, remember, I used to, I, I used to tell her. I said, "You remember, I used to take you to Six Flags and put you up on my shoulders, you know. So don't give me any guff, you know. I used to carry you around on my shoulders at Six Flags. Anyway, um, so, so, what was I going to say? Embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I can't remember anymore. I, who it wasn't important anyway. I'll remember sometime. So, so kids, this is Uncle Brad teaching. Or Uncle Brad speaking. See what happens when you go to school? Those teachers, if they had their way, they'd lock you in their trunk. That's what they do. So don't go to school. Drop out they now. Wouldn't. <laughs> they wouldn't. Just disregard whatever he that says. That lady did. She put, put him her, on ignore. She put her kid in the trunk of don't the car. Don't change the station. Just turn down the volume. <laughs> oh, good thing she didn't put him like a plastic bag or something like that. Anyway, 727. <laughs>